You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. My name is Lucas Smith, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. And if you haven't done it yet, guys, the show now has a Twitter page. We're on Twitter at, uh, it's at LO underscore Cardinals. LO and the first C in Cardinals are all capital. So at LO underscore Cardinals. Give that a follow uh, for updates on the show and different uh, fan interactions that I'll be looking to do here in the next couple weeks um, and uh, get you guys more involved in the show. So go ahead and give that a follow on Twitter. Today is Wednesday, August the 12th. Uh, still no baseball to talk about just yet. Got a couple different COVID-19 points to hit. Ryan Helsley kind of messed up a little bit yesterday, we learned, in terms of how he handled his positive test. There's an article in the Post-Dispatch that I'm going to talk about, talking about how waiting can be difficult, especially the kind of highlighted Adam Wainwright being waiting uh, a lot. But then I'm going to kind of give a little NL Central standings update and kind of give an update on the rest of the teams. But before I want to do any of that, uh, I do want to tell you guys about this great opportunity that you can help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. Uh, close to 17,000 athletes statewide compete in a year round in 16 different Special Olympic or excuse me, Olympic-type sports. And even though they haven't been able to train or compete since March, they've been offering virtual at-home programming in sports, health and wellness, and leadership and life skills. Right now, you have a chance to help support them, plus be entered to win a brand-new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. And here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st, and that's easy. You can just go to somo.org slash raffle and click the green button. Buy truck tickets generically 20 bucks for five tickets and you get one free connect somo athletes to health and wellness programs five bucks per tickets supports individuals with intellectual disabilities ten dollar minimum online purchase you do not need to live in missouri either to win so all of my out-of-state listeners go ahead and help this incredible organization october 31st is your last date to enter for the truck but don't wait till then because there are other awesome prizes along the way between now and august 17th is the last day to qualify for a trip to Branson, and then you can also get a trip to Las Vegas. One entry for those for every $40 of tickets purchased for the truck raffle. To win a trip raffle, you're still qualified for the truck raffle. Again, you can head to somo.org slash raffle and click the green button. Buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks for five tickets, one free for being awesome, and a chance to win a brand new 2020 GMC Truck Canyon 4x4 truck or more. Special Olympics is a great organization. I helped them out in Illinois for a number of years. So go ahead and help out um, Missouri Special Olympics as well. Great organization. They do a lot of great things. Um, so please go help them out by helping them with some money and helping you guys with you might be able to win a truck or a trip to Branson or Las Vegas. Now let's get into some Cardinals news and notes before we move on to the NL Central standings update that'll happen in just a little bit. Ryan Housley, who is one of the 10 positive COVID-19 cases, 10 player positive COVID-19 cases, kind of messed up a little bit. There was a port yesterday evening by KMOV4 that Ryan Housley got his haircut the same day he had his low-grade fever. 
and did not did not tell his hairstylist. Uh, the hairstylist um, told Brooke Grimsley, the reporter at KMOV4, that Helsley came in at Thursday at 11 a.m., which is the same day the Cardinals said that he began having these symptoms. The hairstylist didn't know who he was. Helsley, not a big name yet, and this was uh, his first time, um, first time client. He obviously said that he played baseball. Um, Helsley reportedly said this, and then the, the hairstylist said that she does remember specifically ask him had he been in contact with anybody or if he knew anybody close to him who had COVID. And he said to me, thinking back on, and he said no to me. And thinking back on it, that's one of my frustrations. So that that's kind of a guffaw there by Ryan Helsley. That does not look good at all. And a couple different things stand out to me is that not only did he regret to reach out to her to kind of go back and trace the steps, but the Cardinals did too. Um, because the hairstylist said that she's been waiting for a couple different days to, you know, give them the benefit benefit of the doubt and everything. Um, but th- this really forced uh, the hairstylist to get tested herself. When the Cardinals were reached for a statement, uh, they said, quote, When we met with Ryan to discuss his positive status, we identified that he received a haircut. He was instructed to follow up with everyone he came in contact with, including this individual, and this was an unfortunate, uh, this was an oversight, unfortunately. We regret this and will take ownership in the future. Well, that's great, guys, that you take ownership for it in the future, but we really need to be taking ownership for this case now because this affects a civilian. This affects somebody that had nothing to do with the St. Louis Cardinals other than being one that cut a player's hair. Um, so that, that's a really unfortunate oversight. It looks poor on the Cardinals. It really looks poor on Ryan, especially if that quote by her is true, that if, if she asked him about any COVID-19 things and he said no on the same day that he told the Cardinals yes. So that, that that's kind of an unfortunate thing that c- keep an eye out. Um, I'll be interested to see if Helsley gets punished for this. Yeah, I mean, the Indians have been doing punishments recently when you got Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger breaking protocol. I would assume not telling somebody that you have COVID that you've been in contact with is against MLB protocol. I don't know that for sure. But I would, would not be surprised if Helsley gets some sort of punishment for it. And there's an argument to be made that he probably should get a little bit of punishment for it for, you know, not falling back with everything he needed to. Um, but that's kind of a, a, an ugly look for St. Louis, an ugly look for Ryan. Uh, I've had no problem with Ryan before. I like his pitching. Uh, I like him as a guy. I've never had any problems with him. But that, that's that's an, a, a difficult look for both of them. Uh, one more article I want to break down real quick before I get into the NL Central um, update because they do have a lot of interesting stuff in the NL Central update. Um, but before that, there's an article by Rick Hummel in the Post-Dispatch yesterday. Talking, the article is titled "Waiting Difficult for Wayno Team as Cards Fall Behind." Wainwright's going to be 39 in a couple a couple weeks, and you know he's a veteran. He's been through a lot, but nobody's ever been through anything like this. Um, he, uh, the COVID-19 wait has been tough on him and the rest of the team. And you know, Wainwright kind of talked about how this is a tough one to wait as he you know took another test yesterday. Um, you know, he talked about how. Something that could have, gone, could have gone differently in hindsight. He said, quote, We could have been a little lighter on not giving fist bumps after a celebratory hit or whatever, but if you look around the league, every team is doing the same stuff, end quote. So, I mean, he kind of acknowledged that they could have done stuff differently, but he also said this, the rest of the league is doing the same thing. So it's kind of, you know, it is what it is in terms of it happening to the Cardinals. He talked about a little bit later in the article that it could have happened to any team, and it just so happened to be St. Louis. Um, we thought the protocol was broken by going to the casinos, but as we talked, as I talked about last week, those reports, or those rumors anyway, seem to be seem to be false. There's an article in the Post Dispatch disputing that. The in the article um, rep- references also the positive starting to begin the return process. Um, 
how many, and also just the, the greater return process in general. How many workouts do the Cardinals want to get? How many workouts does the league want to give them? What's the best way to avoid injury after three weeks off? You got a guy like, or two weeks off, but you got a guy like Jack Flaherty and Adewain, right, who haven't thrown a pitch in three weeks. Um, is it better to start with one game on Saturday than two on Sunday instead of one game on Friday to give them an extra workout? Um, but Adam Wainwright might be frustrated, but, but he is extremely, extremely positive. I love it. Uh, one of his quotes that I really liked in this, um, if I can find it here just a moment, he said, um, it's going to be just like summer ball when we're growing up. If Schulte needs me to start one game and finish the second, um, you know, I'm willing to do that kind of thing. So, um, so that that was awesome. I think that that's a good mindset to have right now if you're a St. Louis Cardinal to, um, you know, just be positive with it, and if you you know going to play a lot of double headers, that's the way it's going to be. But teams that are not playing double headers are the rest of the NL Central. They're going to eventually, but the rest of the NL Central is has played 15 to 20 games, and they're really rocking. There are a couple teams that are doing really well for for the NL Central, and in in just a moment, I will go ahead and and break down the rest of the NL Central and give an NL Central standings update. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shirtable squeeze, too. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, amazingly low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Friday would be the earliest the Cardinals can play baseball, so pending other, any other positive cases or any other big news that comes out, you can head back to this podcast tomorrow. I will be previewing the series against the Chicago White Sox. Hopefully the Cardinals name some prob- probables as well. Um, and then on Friday after the game, I will react to it and give my, finally, my first game recap as the host of this podcast. So once again, tune back in tomorrow for a series preview, and I will give my prediction for what happens against the Chicago White Sox, and then I will also recap the first game after the game on Friday. But the rest of the NL Central has been playing baseball and 
at least one team has been doing pretty well. That's the Chicago Cubs. I'll break down each team. Um, the Cardinals against the NL Central last year, they were 46-30. and 30. Um, So that, that's a very good record um, in your own division. They really beat up on the on the Reds and Pirates last year. They were about even against the Cubs and Brewers. Um, but they were, they were pretty good against the NL Central, and that's got to give, give the Cardinal fans confidence as they start to try and resume their season. Well, I'm just going to go straight down the line in terms of first place to last place. And the Chicago Cubs right now sit at first place. They have really performed well. They're 11-3. and They're 8-2 and in their last 10. They have a plus 13 run differential. They are 7-1 at home, 4-2 and on the road. What is kind of interesting, though, is that they've only played one game against a team that is above 500, um, according to MB.com, and they are 1-0 and against that team. They were 7-1 and in their win yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we get into any of this, I do want to mention that all of these stats and standings are heading into today, heading into Wednesday. Um, with that out of the way, Cubs were 7-1 and in their return against return to baseball against Cleveland yesterday. Cubs hadn't played a game since last Thursday due to the uh, postponement. But the Cubs are you know, outperforming expectations a little bit. According to Fangraphs, they went into the season at an expected record of 32-28, and and their expected record is now 36-24. and um, they have an extremely, extremely deadly offense. Their team average is 245. Um, in terms of average, that is good for fourth in the National League. Um, they got st- standout players all around. When you get look, uh, Javier Baez is hitting 311 with two home runs. Ian Happ is hitting 325 with three home runs. Rizzo's got three bombs as well. Jason Kipnis has been a nice surprise. He's hitting 368 and only 22 plate appearances, seven games. But Jason Kipnis has been a nice surprise. Um, and uh, Schwarber's hitting hitting decently well with a couple home runs. So really, really good offense for the Chicago Cubs. They are uh, tied for fourth in the league in home runs, I believe. Oh, excuse me. They're seventh in the league in home runs. Um, so they, they, hit, they hit a lot. They have elite starting pitching. Their, their starting pitching ERA is 2.73. The only guy with an unrespectable ERA right now is Tyler Chatwood. That's only because he got lit up against Kansas City. He had been pitching really well. Everybody else is a 3.54 or under. Their big weakness is is their bullpen. Their bullpen ERA is 680. Um, the acquisition of Craig Kimball has not worked out well for them whatsoever. He's got um, a solid 18.03 ERA. The Cubs have... Four guys with a double-digit ERA, and all those guys have pitched more than two games. So the bullpen is their main weakness, and the really good pitching, starting pitching, and offense. That kind of leads me into this next team. Um, Cincinnati Reds have a pretty similar story. Reds come into Wednesday with an eight and nine record, um, four and a half games back of the Chicago Cubs, six and four in their last ten. Um, what shocks or what surprises me about Cincinnati is their negative nine run differential, four and five at home, four and four on the road, five and eight against teams above 500, according to MLB.com. And the uh, the Reds had a really slow start. They started off two and five, six and four since then. And what surprised me really about that two and five start was that their first three games were against Detroit. Now Detroit has surprised a little bit this year, I will say that. Um, but to start the season, I did not expect them to go one and three. Um, they're one in, yeah, there's only three or three against Detroit and against a team like Detroit who lost over 100 games last year. You'd like to see that record be a little bit better. Um, 
They beat Milwaukee two out of three last weekend. They won 65 against Kansas City yesterday in a walk-off. And the Reds are really just par for the course. Excuse me, par for the course. They're expected 31 and 29, and they still sit at that expected record mark. Um, their starting pitching is very good, 2.51 ERA. Once again, their bullpen is not. ERA of 7.52, FIB 607, which is not good. Um, so their their starting pitching is really not good. But their offense, as everybody pretty much thought, is pretty legit. They are tied for fourth in the National League in home runs. And they are uh, seventh in runs driven in, so uh, they're not driving in a whole lot of runs. But the run differential is really what surprises me. Like I said, uh, right now they sit at a negative nine, um, so they're really par for the course. Um, but the, the next team, the Milwaukee Brewers, is kind of a head scratcher. They, they sit at seven and eight, five and five in their last ten, negative three run differential, only sixty runs scored, only given up sixty three. They're two and five inside Miller Park, five and three away from it. Uh, they're they're coming off a, a six four win against Minnesota yesterday. But they just have not been able to string any wins together. Um, the, the, the season started with an absolute lesson from the professor of Kyle Hendricks. Nine innings, I think he struck out nine, gave up three hits, all to Orlando Arcia. Um, so, so that's just, I mean, that's a, a tough way to start their season. And they just can't get to, cannot seem to string any wins together. Their longest winning streak is two, and that only happened once. They swept the White Sox. Um, at Chicago on the 5th and the 6th of August last week. And they were expected to be 32-28. and 28. They're now expected to sit at 500 at 30-30. and 30. I mean, they're an average team. I know that they had an elite outfield coming into the year. Lorenzo Cain opting out did not help. And or, um, Christian Yelich's struggles have not helped them as well. Yelich comes into today um, with just an average of 250 and 15 games. That's gone up recently. Um, his, excuse me, no, I'm sorry, looking at the wrong one. His average is 164 on base, 281. He is slugging 455. His batting average in balls and play is 167. Striking out 32% of the time. So, you know, his struggles have not helped. And, you know, it, it, hurt, it really has hurt big time when you get one of your elite bats struggling like that. And in terms of league-wide offense, the Brewers are 11th in runs driven in. They are 9th in home runs. And then in team average, the Brewers are 12th. So not a lot of offense, and their pitching really isn't top of the line either. Their ERA is pretty good, 3-6-9. But they... uh, um, And that's in a little bit less amount of innings. Their whip is a a little high in terms of... It's 1.19, so the team... with the rest of the league, that that puts them. Uh, excuse me, kind of pressing around here. That puts them at ninth, uh, about middle of the pack. So just just an average team. And then, now to finish it out, we have a very below average team in the Pirates. I won't waste too much time on them. They're three and thirteen um, to start the year. They are negative thirty run differential. They're two and six at home, one and seven on the road, one and nine against teams above five hundred. Um, just below average and average ERA and on-base percentage, all in the bottom half of the league. Swept by Detroit last weekend. It was a wild series. Pittsburgh gave up some 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 history in Detroit hitting us some home runs. Expected now to go 22-38. and 38. They're really a, a non-threat, not to be disrespectful to Pittsburgh, but I came into the year thinking that they were the only team that couldn't win the division, and I think that, that remains true. That will do it for this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Once again, follow... The show on Twitter at LO Undersea Cardinals. And if you want any more in-depth look on the other teams that I just previewed um, or updated you on, rather, look at their podcast as well. Locked on Brewers, Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. 
My name is Lucas Smith, at LJFastball is my Twitter handle. Hoping to preview some baseball with you tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. But until you hear from me again, stay safe and stay well. Stay well.